0: Welcome back, everyone. We are The Three Podcast, and we have Len back with us for this episode.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yes. Um, how was your last few weeks? What's been up? Give us some updates. Give us the goods. We all want to know.
1: Um, well, I'm a mom now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, my little girl. It was a girl. She is now seven weeks old. And the last seven weeks of my life have been some of the most wonderful and challenging and sleep deprived, but overall wonderful weeks of my entire life. She is absolutely, I, I still can't believe that I managed to create her. Um, <laughs> but she's doing really good. Um, she was nine pounds, two ounces when she was born and two weeks early so that's a big baby (laughs) very big baby I'm glad she came I'm glad she was two weeks early because if she would have been much bigger than that that would have been so
2: (laughs) don't want to think about that don't want to think about that
1: but she was born Memorial Day weekend and everything was good she is very healthy and happy and yeah so I am very glad to be back.
2: We're very glad to have you. Uh, it's been a little interesting, just the two of us, and uh, we needed our we needed our third person back.
1: Yeah, the three isn't quite the three without the three. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the third. The third. Yeah. We need the three. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's like we got this thing going, and yeah, we gotta. So yes, we are back.
1: And I did also get my second vaccination 3 days ago so now well i still got my 2 week waiting period but i am fully vaccinated mm-hmm. as well and really wasn't that bad guys anyone who's on the fence about it it i mean my arm hurt but better than covid yes it is <laughs> yeah
2: especially yeah i mean especially with um the new delta variant i read an article yesterday um, and I f- it was from the uh, the CDC, and it's showing that the Delta variant is 266% more contagious than the original variant um, that started the pandemic in the United States.
1: Damn. So,
2: <sighs> folks, get your vaccine, please. Because at the rate we're going, it ain't good.
1: Now, the thing to think about, too, is that the vaccine is protecting the people like children under the age of 12 who cannot get vaccinated yet. So vaccines are just like just like with mask wearing and all of that. It's like you're we can all do this thing to protect people. And dramatically, the one thing I always want to say is think of the children. Will someone please think of the children? Like they're not vaccinated yet. They can't be. Mm -hmm.
2: And definitely some of the uh, some of what I've read too recently are the outbreaks. There's been some pretty big outbreaks and they have been in areas where there is a high population of unvaccinated people. And those are the people that are being hospitalized, and it's pri- it's been primarily the southern states where this is happening, and again, the southern states are primarily Republican states. Yeah, um, which is an unfortunate, very unfortunate to see. Um, I know there's campaigns going on, people going door to door trying to get people to change their minds um hopefully hopefully at least some of them will um i do find this i do find it unnerving because the misinformation that has been spread has been primarily um from the republican party and especially trump supporters so I I don't know. I don't know where this is going to end up. But
0: yeah. And Biden had just actually recently called out Facebook for not doing enough to stop the spread of misinformation. So, I mean, it's not like at the top of the presidency, like they aren't paying attention to this and are not. It's like we're aware that this is happening. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, it's funny, Lynn, that you say, like, you know, care about the kids. Well, I don't really see where by not getting vaccinated, by, you know, not following mass mandates, by all that jazz, like we're not caring for the kids. And it's like, it's definitely like, you can say it's Republican, I suppose. But I think, like, if we look more historically at it, like it's really more of this uh, mindset versus actual party, right? Like,
2: yeah, absolutely. Um, And interestingly enough, saying that, uh, and this is what we wanted to talk about today Mm -hmm. is the history of the political parties is, is actually really fascinating. And, some of what we've heard over the past few years are um, this idea that the Democratic Party, especially like back in the 1800s, were actually the ones that were like the extremist what they consider what we would consider now the extremists. They were the the um, the slave owners, the southern landowners, um, They were those folks were also the ones who, again, tried to um, suppress the vote, especially in the black communities. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really hadn't I hadn't really looked into all of this, but I I knew that the the parties had had switched at some point, like their ideals changed. And it wasn't until I read heather cox richardson's blog on i think it was her july 2nd blog that she broke it down she actually explained how and why and when this all happened and we'll post we'll post the link for that um and um if you don't know heather cox richardson she is uh she's a, a professor who um studies uh, uh, the political history And if you ever want to have the news broken down and have it very precise and understand the history, she she puts a phenomenal blog out every single day. So um, anyway, she is one of the one of the people that I I look to to understand the history. And she broke this down about the parties.
1: She provides context.
2: Yes, she does. She very much provides context um and she provides the context of what's actually happening now so you can you can see where things have been the same you can see the differences
0: right because it's really just leaning into that idea that's really true that you know we should learn from history so by looking back at history and looking at what's currently
2: happening we get to see those parallels right and where where we haven't learned from history yet yep and that's the unfortunate piece because One of the things that we're seeing currently is where the Republican states are putting these voter suppression bills into place Mm -hmm. and who they're looking to suppress are uh, the minority populations and primarily black and Hispanic populations. So in this blog, Um, What uh, Heather Cox Richardson began to explain is this also happened back in 1879, the exact same thing. Now, the difference is it was the what's called the Democratic Party back then. Mm -hmm. And they were doing the same thing. They, they were looking to, re- to retain their power. They were lo- looking to retain their slaves. They were looking to retain ownership of their property. Mm-hmm. And they knew if, um, especially the, the black community was allowed to vote, they were going to lose, basically lose their, the power that they had. So what they did is they again tried to pass laws and pass bills that would suppress um, the black vote.
1: So this was, so this was when the country was rebuilding after the civil war. So that's, that's interesting to me that like that they had that the civil war happened and it was this huge, huge upheaval And we're seeing something similar in the aftermath of 2020 and the huge upheaval of COVID. Like that's the thing that just went through my mind. And I found very interesting that like they try to do it in this period of rebuilding when, you know, we could be rebuilding bridges. They're trying to, Mm -hmm. they're trying to separate.
2: Yes. And we're seeing that now. And I, I'm I'm using the party names just because so we can actually like f- like see where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now we have the Republican Party that's pretty much fractured. Mm-hmm. You have the you have the like the the extremists or the Trump people that are the Trump followers. They're basically you know worshiping the ground he walks upon. All right, we could just call them the. Like Trump Republicans at this yes, point. Yes, Trump Republicans. Let's let's use that term. And back in eighteen seventy nine, it was what's called what was the Democratic Party. It was the same thing. You had these these Southern landowners and slave owners who became that ex- the extremists within that party, mm-hmm. and they did everything they could. To maintain their power. Mm -hmm. We're watching the same thing now in what is that the Trump Republicans.
1: Mm -hmm. Because most people are, or rather most voters, are fairly moderate within these parties. It's just they, they, the, it's a group of them that go off to do the extremist shit, basically.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Um what's what's really fascinating in the history of it though is um hayes was the president at the time and he was he is the one who squelched the bills that this democratic party were trying to pass um and they were they were writers that were attached to main bills and finally finally it it just hayes just kept at it and it's like it just failed and in that point is when the other democrats uh, were like we're, we're we're done with this extremist part of our party. Mm-hmm. We're we we are stepping away from this. And that's when um, the democratic party that we have now began to emerge. So because pivoted right, they they looked to the north, um, and they began to rebuild. I find it interesting because currently the the Trump Republicans are heading down that same path.
0: Mm-hmm. The path for
2: well for 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 the Republicans that are either sitting on the fence or who want nothing to do with Trump.
0: Oh, so like you know, for example, Cheney.
2: Yes, Liz Cheney, uh, Mitt Romney, who
0: has the who di- actually is the head of the insurrection
2: investigation. Investigation. Yes. That's a whole. That's a whole other. That's yeah. a whole other conversation. Yep.
1: Kevin McCarthy threatened the Republicans, saying that they would lose their committee assignments if they accept an offer from Nancy Pelosi to be on the investigative committee, which is. So- just the just the mental mind games that have to go into making a threat like that. It's like if they are if they are on the committee, you're going to punish them. And if they aren't on the committee, I guarantee you're going to say this is just a committee of Democrats who are coming after the Republicans.
2: Well, yeah, but also consider here Kevin McCarthy is the one who turned down Nancy Pelosi's invitation. Uh to suggest five members to the committee, because she was looking to have it bipartisan, and McCarthy's the one who sh- who shot it down. And uh, like it's mind boggling because Pelosi pretty much backed them all into the corner. Then they're like, "Okay, you don't want to do it bipartisan, then here's what we're going to do," and now they can subpoena the Republicans. Good. Because if McCarthy would have taken her first offer, they there would have been no subpoenas. That subpoena power would have been limited. Now, it's up for grabs. They can subpoena somebody. There's no time limit. Nothing.
0: So they can take their sweet old time.
2: Yeah, I, honest to God, there. That is not a smart move. That that was like absolutely crazy because like the Republicans are shooting themselves in the foot. At well, least that part of the Republican Party.
1: So what you're saying, Mama Lisa, is that Nancy Pelosi is playing the infinite game, and the Republicans are playing the finite game.
2: Uh, yes. Yeah. And just to go back to what Len's referencing, um, uh, cur- in current time, Simon Sinek actually brought that theory, game theory, back into popularity, okay? So you have the infinite game and you have the finite game. And that infinite game is the one that you're looking at the big picture, you're looking for the long haul.
0: Right. It's not about winning there's not winners and losers. Um, it's that the game doesn't end. That there are multiple players and the rules change.
1: Yes. So that's
0: what right. the infinite game is. It's, it is the long haul. It's the big picture. Right.
1: We talked about this in our episode, spectacular, spectacular, and the fly on Pence's head. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. What? What a What a time.
2: Right. <laughs> Yeah. So then, you know, you have like Kevin McCarthy is all he's looking at is that that small piece of just that finite piece that's happening in front of him in the right, you know, like, oh, my God, if we do this, then we're going to lose. We're going to lose. Right. Because if you're
0: playing the finite game, there are there there are specific players like I think a football game. You know, you have the Steelers and the cow—I don't know, Cowboys. Whatever, just pick a game. Yeah, so you have—you know who the players are. You know the set rules, and there are winners and losers. That's
2: playing. It's, it's small. It's it's a single battle. Like it's it's one game. Yes, mm-hmm. right. So you have McCarthy. Like, you know, if we do bi- bipartisan for this investigation, I, I mean, their hands were dirty. They got they got caught in the cookie jar. and They knew it. They were gonna lose okay but Pelosi's looking at that big picture and you know she's like hey you know look let's do this together even though she knew whose hands were dirty right it's like I'm inviting you in let's do this together Mm -hmm. and let's you know let's see what happens let's let's you know have justice prevail Mm -hmm. and put an end to this this extremist Trump mindset. Right. Because like she
0: she she opens the door and she was like this is where we stand. Meet me here, we can figure it out from there. It was like it was an opportunity actually for people to jump ship and they didn't fucking take it. Right. So now
2: <laughs> so so now the rules have completely changed. The the Democratic Party is they're like we're, we're doing this one way or the other and liz cheney is on that committee mm-hmm. and i think it's brilliant It yeah what pelosi did is absolutely brilliant i know a lot of people don't like her but if you look at her strategies they're absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. if you actually can see that um so one of the other things that uh, we wanted to talk about as we're wanted to look at the parties and look at how like the parties did change. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if, if you hear somebody talking about like the, you know, the democratic party back in the 1800s, well, Mm -hmm. it ain't the same. Okay. Yeah. But what is the same or relatively the same is that mindset. Is the ideals that the parties held the beliefs that the parties held that hasn't changed that much. You still have currently that Republican, the current Republican Party mindset of wanting to have power, um, wanting to own things, wanting to have basically taxing, not wanting to tax the corporations, want trickle down economics. And that's an actual mindset. Because if that mindset had changed from the slave owners and the southern um, landowners, we wouldn't see these people worshipping at Trump's feet.
0: Right. I mean, he's the pinnacle of...
2: A sales transaction.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, when he came into power, in Trump's mind, he had bought the United States. That's why he i think personally that's i think why we saw the way he acted like that that explains why he acted the way he did yeah he's like throwing a fucking tantrum because he he he, i mean he lost fair and square lost but throwing a tantrum because someone took away his toy which would be us and america
2: or somebody actually stole his property
0: I mean, yeah, you could say. I mean, so, think
2: yeah. a, now think, yeah, I think about this, and I, I found this a, a fascinating theory um, that I, I, and I, I don't remember where who I, who said it, but this idea that Trump looked at winning the presidency and he looked at America and the American people as a as a business transaction that he owned the country. And he owned the people. I mean, that's like straight out of like slave ownership playbook. It's the same minds. It's, it's look at you're looking at that same mindset that existed back in 1879 when they tried to tried to um, suppress um, the black vote. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that today. The exact same thing for the same reasons. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's it shows that Donald Trump And the leaders who are trying to suppress voters, it shows that they don't understand what the office of the presidency actually is.
2: Right. And and the interesting thing about that idea, too, um, where I where I where I see it is how Biden won is they. It looks to me like they literally held up to the to the voters here here is what the office of the president is mm-hmm. here are the ideals that they need to hold and if you're american you you and i i believe we in, innately understand that
0: yeah i think i think we do and i think i mean i think that's why biden won i mean he spoke to He spoke to a truth and he spoke to, I think, the good that people actually are like he broke down like he basically threw out everything Trump had been doing and kind of like grounded himself in, like you said, the values of what a president should be and has been like it it's as if i was like watching a hamilton basically like washington right. talk it was like he it's like that's kind of what it felt like when i was watching biden like there is something that you could you're like yeah that's it like you might not be able to name it but you could look at biden and cuz i mean when trump and biden were on stage together i mean there was no there's no question about it the difference was there it was blatant for everyone to see and trump i think basically hung himself you know, he, things fall from their own weight kind of thing. And it was like, you saw the difference and we all intuitive, like we just knew, we're like, we saw that and we're like, that's it, that that there, that's what a president is. He he cares about people, he thinks about the big picture, he thinks about the children, he thinks about taking care of us, America, like, I think like everyone can get on board with those things.
1: Mm-hmm. And once you once right. you see that difference, like, there's no going back. Like, you
2: know- no. Yeah, and everybody knew. Um now, whether you denied knowing it or not, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. If you let fear rule you, um that's a different story. But yes, like like what what they put on display is what a person must embody to fulfill the office of president.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It it demonstrates the integrity of of that of Biden's campaign and the integrity of Biden, and look, I know people don't like him. I get it. However, if you look to see what he's actually doing and what he's actually accomplished, he was he was the only choice.
1: I think it's it, it, it's impossible. Nobody's ever going to be liked by everyone. I don't know where I was going with that. We'll just forget that thought.
0: (laughs) Well, no, I think you have a point, actually. Like, hold on. Well, it was like, no, you're right. It is a pipe dream to think that you're going to have someone who's absolutely perfect and has all this shit together, doesn't have anything in the closet, you know, is like, you know, freaking Jesus Christ. Like, that's just absurd. I'm sorry. Like, Biden's a person. Every, like, we're just people. Mm -hmm. Right? But it's not so much, like, are they good? Are they bad? Like, that's super, like, black and white thinking. Right. It's like, no, what is at the core of this person that actually ladders up to holding this office, right? We know for a fact there are people in government who should not be holding elected Spaces. They should not even be in those positions of power. Mm-hmm. And the only reason a lot of these people are is one money in politics, uh, the spread of misinformation on social media and other outlets. As a whole, we've talked kind of in pieces about this, right? Like, you know, we have the media, we have social media, uh, We also have gerrymandering when it comes to like our districts. There's again, money in politics that is huge sways. It's like where like we don't know where some money is coming from. Where is it going? Who the heck knows? And it's like, and then we have this mindset of the Republican party and more specifically Trump Republicans of this like finite game that they're playing. And it's like they don't actually understand the game they're playing. It's fine to have people who do consider the finite. I don't think it's, it's not bad or good. That's not it. It's like you need both for balance. Right.
2: right? You need both to work in unison.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. But it's, But they're not. It's like one person standing on one side of the field and the other person standing on the other side of the field and there's no meeting in the middle anywhere, right? Like you have to have those practical people who think about the here and right now. But you also need those people who think about the big picture and how it all works together. And it's like, it's not one or the other. It's that they all have to work together. But because we have people who are, for example, green Mm-hmm. should not marjorie taylor green oh god right, should not should not be in power ever she does not understand the office she has no freaking clue what she's talking about she's off in la la land so far out in crazy land like she does not actually
2: have the understanding or the knowledge to govern um the other one you have is matt getz uh, he he he's off in the same place as Marjorie Taylor Greene um, there's there's several other other ones that were actually Haley Haley um, there's there's several I mean hell even Mitch McConnell look I understand he's a lawyer and you gotta have some smarts to be a lawyer the problem is is like he's he's looking for power mm-hmm. and it's tainted I mean, how he looks at power is tainted. And what he's trying to accomplish is damaging. Yeah. And these other folks that we just mentioned are following him. They're following Trump. And they don't have, at least I believe, they don't have the capacity to hold office.
0: Right. It's not that, like, I think these are necessarily quote unquote bad people or POSs or whatever, like they're allowed to exist. They're allowed to have their beliefs. They're allowed to think the way they think, but they're not allowed to do it in the positions they are. Mm -hmm. And that's where I draw the line. It's not that these people are not allowed to be – like, I do truly believe there will always be people who have extremist ideas. But it's the fact that they have power that's the problem. They're not supposed to have power, right? They're supposed to be, you know, in their cave somewhere rambling to themselves and their their little trolls or whatever on the internet and, you know, whatever. I don't care. I don't care what they do, really, (laughs) honestly. But it's the fact that we've made pathways for them to seats of power that's damaging to what – well – Our democracy. Yeah, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it is dangerous. It's beyond
1: dangerous.
0: Mm -hmm. It's
1: detrimental. Yeah, the past going on two years of COVID, our leaders have had to make some really tough decisions. And at times, had to change their decisions. Think about, for example, how we talked how Fauci and the rest of the CDC and Is Fauci with the CDC? Fauci's just the... Yes.
2: No. No, he's not with the CDC. He's, um... Redfield is the CDC, I think. Um, Fauci is with... He is with the government, but he is, um... He's the director of the U.S. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. So he is with the government, but not the CDC. That's Redfield.
1: Okay. But Fauci and other government officials had to make decisions that affected everybody. And a lot of people were not happy with those decisions, but they were doing what they had to to keep as many people safe as possible. And they, I think that it gets forgotten how big of a scale the decisions that our leaders have to make actually are and what they have to think about and what they have to consider. And in the case of COVID, and I'm sure many, many, many decisions that they have to make on in the office of the president, those decisions are life or death for not just a few people, but millions of people. And I think mm-hmm. that that gets forgotten. How... Yeah and it's like mistake they're they're only human like we said and mistakes will be made but at the same time it's like the leaders who understand who understand the weight of that and how how big those decisions are and mm-hmm. i think that that's like really Really, where you can see how how people think about it, because if we look back, yep. we look we look back at Trump and his offhand comments versus the people who, like, you can tell they really thought about this and they tried to do they tried to do what was right. That's one another place where you can really see the difference,
2: right? It, it, yeah, because like Fauci, he had the knowledge. Uh, Deborah Burks had the knowledge, um, the head of the CDC, Redfield, had the knowledge to make those decisions. Trump did not. And that's really where that difference is. And I, I believe that's what you're talking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. It's a knowledge. It's a knowledge basis. It's like people. It's see. I don't know if it's <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is. But for example, like people who have the same similar mindset as Trump, they just think they know. They think they know something they don't. They think they know about vaccines and COVID and pandemics and... But they have no fucking clue. And they're not going to ask. You know they're not going to ask because they think they know already. So it's like this weird one-dimensional loop that they put themselves in and may not even have the capacity to move beyond that. I mean, for example, I always go back to... um, when you look at presidents, especially presidents who, well, most presidents hold, you know, both terms for eight years, you look at when they went into office and when they left office, and the physical changes that they go through, like, is visible. The weight that they carry is visible mm-hmm. on them. So, you, you, like, for example, you look at when Barack Obama went into the presidency versus when he left the presidency, and they always do those comparisons, and but when you look at Trump, there is none because guess who got to carry that weight of the presidency? The American people. Mm-hmm. He made us carry
2: his water. Oh yeah, that is a really good example. That's a mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, yeah, he didn't. Well, it's like what he did with uh, the beginning of the pandemic. Instead of him doing his job, mm-hmm. he pushed it off onto the states. That's why we didn't have a national lockdown. That's why we had not much from the actual government because he pushed it off onto the states. He made the states and the local governments carry his water. And that's not a president. And that is
0: not anywhere near any values of what it means to be a president. I mean, honestly, just talking as like a person in general, especially just as an adult, You never make other people carry your water. You carry your
2: own damn water. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that right there, I think it sums it up exceptionally well, what we're looking at. And the difference that we're seeing, uh, one, within, we want to look at those political parties and the mindsets that the political parties hold. Uh, The difference that we see between Trump and Biden Mm-hmm. Biden doesn't put it off on the people. No. He says, look, this is what I'm going to do so that your lives can be better.
0: Right. I mean, think about it. How many of you out there feel less stressed since Biden has taken office? Have you had to like I, I get there's so crazy shit going on, but it's not like every five seconds. There's another stressful thing happening where you're like, oh, my God. What is going on? I don't know. What is going on? What should I do? I don't know. I mean, we had the panic buying at the beginning of the pandemic because, again, Trump pushed it off on the states, local, and us. Mm-hmm. Instead of just doing his damn job. Uh, it, it. We we physically get, we see that those repercussions out in society.
1: Mm-hmm. As As a new mom, I can say I got plenty of stress right now, but at least I can... I don't, I don't have to worry about what kind of shit I'm going to wake up to in the morning.
0: Right. Are we going to have a government? Are we going to have a democracy? Are we going to be at war? We know that's not going to happen overnight with Biden. Right. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I find, I find, is there still insane shit happening? <laughs> yes. Um, just look at the voter, voter suppression laws mm-hmm. in was it 20 26 states I, mean, I think it's 26 states they have already passed voter suppression laws hmm. i mean you wake up and you read this this stuff and but then it's like you read you read what an article about what biden's doing and the bills that have passed and just like the um the child len you would know this more that um oh the, the child the child
1: tax credit
2: Yes. The child tax credit. It's just like you, you wake up and you see that these things that are happening and it's like, you can, you can go, okay. Shit's starting to work its way out, you know, work its way out. <laughs> and, and I mean, I don't, I, I really, I, I don't know where it's going to end, but. When you look at that idea of. If we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. The one shining light is what happened to, in 1879, what happened to the Democratic Party about how that the extremist part of that party failed miserably. They, they thought they were more powerful than they were. And they fell flat on their faces. And the rest of the party were like, yeah, we're out. We got to rethink this. My hope is, is that's the part we're going to see now with the Republican Party. And they, fi- they finally put to rest that mindset of ownership and that, how they believe about power and money. And they nail that fucker to the ground. And they start new. That's my hope.
1: I think that while holding on to that hope, though... It's very, very, very important that now that we've seen these differences, now that we can't deny shit going into 2024 and the next presidential election that we do not let that same bullshit happen again.
0: Right. I mean, I think it I think at the end of the day what it's going to take is voters because we yes. are the ones who actually like that's the thing. It's like they have brainwashed us into believing our votes don't matter when the entire basis of our government is off the voting of the people like the government is ours we are the ones who vote we are the ones who can talk to people around us we are the ones who can convince people to actually vote in their benefit but it's like it's like on all levels we have to be engaged with our government on from from local and state and nationally like it is going to take a monumental effort just like it took in 2020 and it's like we can't stop. Like uh, we voted in the um, past election. What was it? It was
1: it was the state and well, it was the state and local primaries here in Pennsylvania. Um, but we were also voting for uh, amendments to the Pennsylvania state constitution, mm-hmm. which just to, just to give the uh, brief overview of what ended up happening with that Um, if you want to know about what the amendments were we talked about them extensively on our social media but it was voted by the people of Pennsylvania to change the constitution but at the same time it is now being fought in court so this will be very interesting to see if the uh, if the changes to the Pennsylvania Constitution hold up in the Supreme Court, because that's where right. it's going to end up going,
2: mm-hmm. right? And the Supreme Court has—that's a whole. I think that's a whole. Oh other yeah, that's episode. like logo. <laughs> but there's been some pri- some very surprising. The Supreme Court has been a surprise.
1: Yes, Amy Coney Barrett and uh, Brett Kavanaugh have actually. You know like Amy Coney Barrett especially because we talked about it ahead of her ahead Mm -hmm. of her being uh, becoming a Supreme Court Justice and we had we were concerned but Mm -hmm. it's very it was actually like okay you know what like she wasn't she wasn't just a Trump crony. She put her money Mm -hmm. where her mouth is. The shit that she said when she was being brought in like she actually she actually meant those things and it's like Damn, she has some integrity.
0: Right. And, like, it's actually – I don't give a fuck if you're a Republican or Democrat or whatever. Again, at the end of the day, those are just labels. What is the person actually about? What are their their values? What do they actually do? Not what they say. What do they do? And if what they say aligns with what they do. And that's actually what needs to be paid attention to.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. And on that note – Food for thought guys. A lot to consider, a lot to, to digest, and we got a long a long road here to haul. But if you consider the infinite game, we put one foot in front of the other and we we keep going, we keep fighting, we get out there and vote. Every single one of us has a voice. Mm-hmm. We need to use it. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that we're here. Mm-hmm. And in the end, well, maybe not even in the end, no matter, no matter if we keep going, we are going to see change. We already have. And, you know, chin up. (laughs) Chin up,
0: buttercup. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's the thing. It's like. I I talk to a ton of people. I talk to a ton of my friends. I'm always, like, you know, talking about this, like, infinite long haul. And I understand that a lot of people, that's, like, a scary thing to consider because – We won't be around to see this like a lot of things that are in play now this is like generationally speaking Mm -hmm. this is like down the line but the fact is we have to consider those things if we even want future generations and that's the important part and all we got to do is play our parts now whatever that is if the only thing you can do is go out and vote do it if you can do more do it but the fact is we can always do something and at the end of the day
2: that's the good shit
0: if you liked what you heard please take a few minutes to go to itunes to rate and review us this really helps our podcast visibility and it helps us to grow as well also besides the fact that we do love to hear from you guys as far as seeing more of our content you can find us on twitter instagram and facebook at the three podcasts as well as on our website, the3podcast.com, where you can find blogs, resources, and episode transcripts. Until next time, The Three Podcasts out.
1: did um the Republican the republican when he had them he was the majority leader
2: McCarthy? oh oh no i know who you mean um why am i blanking out on this rich rich mcconnell mitch Mitch, mcconnell mitch Mitch mcconnell rich rich mitch (laughs) mitch Mitch, we'll get there mitch mcconnell (laughs) we we all just want to like delete him from our memory
0: yeah just like bye
1: wipe wipe the slate clean um (laughs)